Now quit stalling and start roasting. Pine Tar Podcast. It's a Friday. The leaves have changed. They're hitting the ground. And the League Division Series are on tap. But the first thing I want to lead with today is talking about how baseball really had another missed opportunity. Um, the, I wanted to kind of headline this show as saying, you know, if I had one job in life that I could be fantastic at, it would be to be a consultant for baseball. I feel like they would make so much more money. If they think Rob Manfred is making them money right now, they can't imagine the amount of money that they would drag in if they just consulted upon me for things like marketing, how to popularize the game, how to incorporate, you know, game gambling and fantasy baseball. I could do it. Me and a couple of my friends who have been, you know, fans for 35, 40 years, we could do it so much better than the people that are doing it there right now. And look no further to today's schedule, which is completely blank. Now, granted, people who want to be apologists for baseball, they'll say, well, all the wildcard series finished up in two games. So baseball has the, has the LDS, the League Division Series, best of fives, all starting this weekend to compete with football. And then into next week to compete with the opening of the NHL. And then soon it'll be NBA basketball. So you're going against the NFL. You're going against college football. You're going against hockey, which laugh if you want, but hockey's gaining in popularity. Of course, soccer. Of course, also basketball soon. Baseball showed an inability to adjust on the fly and just say, okay, hey, if these wildcard series all wrap up soon enough, we're grabbing the spotlight Friday night in primetime and we're putting two games on at primetime. We're gonna do one at six, we're gonna do one at six or seven Eastern. We're doing the other at ten o'clock or nine thirty. So many people right now didn't have their thirst quenched for postseason baseball because those wildcard series, to be honest with you, they were bland, milk toast, underwhelming. I mean, even people that love baseball are lying if they say those were exciting games. They weren't. There was an absence of climactic moments. And, you know, when you have a field this big, that's going to happen. But... People are ready to watch postseason baseball. Here we are on a Friday night. There was no baseball last night. Baseball, again, as I call it, laid down for the NFL. And fully gave way again today when they could have grabbed the spotlight. I just feel like baseball could be doing things so much better in so many areas. And they're just never going to do things. It's like... Stop fucking with the rules. If you want it to be more popular, you don't have to speed the game up. Market your stars. Change the way you market. You know, say we're going to latch on to being America's pastime again. You know, kind of incorporate 
fantasy baseball, daily fantasy, and gambling a little bit differently. Not flood people with it, but just kind of have an aspect of how it's introduced and popularized other than just a daily gambling show that's in a quiet corner that nobody watches. Um, I just, man, I, I, the possibilities are really endless, but the one thing I would do is I would have had a couple games tonight for sure. It's, uh, it's mind boggling. I mean, I just, I feel like baseball always misses the bag. Like all they had to do was make some changes on the fly and just spread the games out a bit. And as it is now, you know, you've got like six games packed into like eight days or five games packed into eight days for a lot of these series. So the product's going to suffer because teams don't have that much pitching. They've, uh, they've abstained a lot of injuries to their pitching staff. And a lot of teams right now are running with like three starters, two and a half starters. So you're going to see bullpen games. You're going to see starters burn out and go in four innings. Um, you know, to all the things the NBA does wrong and tone deaf and is brain dead on, the way they run their playoffs is, is pretty smart for viewership. You know, one game one day, one game the next. That's the way it goes from the conference finals to they perfectly schedule out the finals. So it's an actual event. Baseball throws it all together, and it's like you can't watch it all. You got to pick and choose what you watch. You got to compete with other sports. Some of it's the time of year. Some of it's the way they do things. You know, and I've got no excuse for them tonight. So there is no baseball tonight. It looks like. Let's see what the schedule looks like over the weekend. Yeah, so you've got four games kicking off tomorrow, 1 o'clock, 4.45, 6.07, and then the Dodgers play at 9.20. So you've got four good series there. There's going to be some thrilling action, but... I just I feel like baseball could have been smarter about this. And that kind of brings me to my next point is I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Trevor Bauer's accuser, Lindsey Hill, has been in the spotlight the last few days. Bauer made a video where he spliced up, um, you know, different texts from the little blonde uh, from San Diego whose dad is a baseball coach. Uh, saying that she wanted to get into his net worth of $51 million to let him choke her. Uh, other horrible things as a, as a dad to a little girl. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I, you see a paradigm of the leftists on Twitter. Uh, that's a majority of the baseball fans on Twitter. Versus the, the right, uh, the, the non-leftists who side with Bauer, the leftists, of course, um, won't correct their priors and just say, you know, maybe an assault didn't occur here. My thought is on it, you know, I, I think they're they're both horrible people. Uh, you know, I, I don't think they're they're particularly uh, either of them is 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 living their their best version of themselves, be it Bauer or Lindsey Hill. Um I think that, 
you know, this is one of those situations where nobody's right and nobody's wrong. Um, I don't, I, I think they're, they're both equally muddy, um, toilet bug type human beings. I, I really do. And, uh, I won't go into too much detail. I mean, Bauer, Bauer was like hunting underage girls when he was a Cleveland Indian at Cuyahoga Community College. Um, and I don't know a ton of details, so I'm not going to get into it, but I know that's true. I, I think that, you know, Lindsay is, for lack of a better word, she was, you know, uh, a whore. And she did the female race no favors. Um, you know, if you're calling something fair and down the middle, you have to look at it as, you know, that girl's got some lack in her life somewhere. And to have that attitude of, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to cleat chase, you know, Trevor Bauer after I, I do this with uh, Fernando Tatis and I'm doing it to get in his money. And I hope he assaults me and beats me up so I can get some of his money. Um, you know, I don't know how she could really paint her way out of that corner. Um, also I saw she'd moved to Tennessee from California and promptly got a DUI was driving, driving on rims. Um, of her vehicle and caught in a parking lot um, saying she telling cops she needed to take a piss and was like sleeping in a McDonald's parking lot. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't quite say that, you know, this is a girl who has it all figured out and is put together by any means. I think there's, there's some daddy issues there or, or something. And uh, you know, I think she's got a lot to sort out. Not that anyone's perfect, me included. But it's just funny. You see the the left versus the right, uh, which is, you know, pretty sickening, really. Um, I, I think that this isn't about, like, Bauer's right and the girl's wrong. Or the girl's wrong and Bauer's right. I mean, the way I see it is the way it was covered you know, and it's like these these fucking baseball writers. And that's been the whole theme of what I wanted to be just talking about the game is I want to offer a different perspective. I mean, these writers, the way they acted over COVID, you know, they never went back and said, you know, well, those, you know, that was really foolish the way we acted and the way we treated a non-vaccinated player and you know, uh, a player writing articles that a, a player that didn't accept a pharmaceutical product w was not as valuable as a guy who did. I mean, I could make the argument now that anybody that really took a real vaccine, you know, he's a dead man walking. I wouldn't want one of those fucking guys to depreciate like they're going to depreciate if they had the real fucking, uh, you know, death juice in that syringe or multiple syringes that they took, you know, but people lost their jobs because they wouldn't take a pharmaceutical product. People lost their jobs that I know good baseball men. And, you know, they were, they were called out. Like I saw Jeff Passan or Jeff Passan, whatever that little twerps uh, name is pronounced. I saw him on TV the other night and I said to my wife, you know, I got into it with that guy once. She said about what I said, well, he wrote an article about how, you know, certain, uh, certain organizations are having, trouble you know getting their getting players and coaching staffs vaccinated 
and I hit up Jeff and I said, Hey, do you want to, do you want the real story of this? Do you want to, you want to cover it your way? Or do you want to be a journalist and cover, tell the whole story? And he wanted nothing to do with it. I was urging him to get some direct quotes from the people that wouldn't take the vaccine at that time, why they didn't want to take it. And you know what? If he'd have written that story the right way, if they go back and they look at that story today, oh, it might make a hell of a lot more sense to people why the fuck they didn't want to take that. So, you know, they never go back and admit they're wrong on anything. And that's all these brain-dead, not-based baseball writers. It's, It's disgusting. I mean, I saw... I think I saw Bill James. God, oh, he was talking about how he he just wanted to be clear. He supports the war in Ukraine. You know, when did these fucking idiots turn into warmongers, right? What does that mean, Bill? What does that even mean? You know, here we have a guy that's that's essentially brilliant who's showing he can't tie his shoes. You're rooting for a nuclear war, Bill? I mean... So these baseball writers never go back and say, well, you know, not quite everything meets the eye uh, with the Bauer story. And we were wrong. Maybe he was wrong to be thrown out of the sport. Maybe no one was right. No one was wrong. Nope. They have him uh, branded a, you know, assault, uh, you know, in and they're just always going to side with the side of darkness and, and never go back and correct it, you know? And I just think again, as somebody that's kind of down the middle on it and does, and I think they're both gutter human beings. It reminds me of some, some celebrity got divorced a few years ago. And I remember thinking that like one party was a good guy and one party was a bad guy, but whatever was written, basically said that they're they're both just bad human beings who deserved each other from the start and then that's why it didn't work out i want to i can't remember who it was i want to say it was like pamela anderson but that that's kind of how i feel about Lindsay hill and trevor bauer i mean i just again i i don't think either are you know particularly great people and when two bad people get together they for for like the wrong reasons things like this happen is Bauer all in the wrong? No. Is the girl all in the wrong? No. Are they both completely fucked up? Yes. It's just crazy that we've created this culture where one slanted side always writes the story for history to go by. I think it's it's caused a huge stunt of popularity in the game. Um it meets a lot of times there's conflicting values because even though a lot of the guys in baseball outwardly declare that they agree with these media bylines and these, these media opinions to protect their huge sums of wealth. The truth is like 90% of those guys are conservative and they, they don't want anything to do with these little worms in the media, these little, um, you know, like Joel Sherman, one of the saddest, Joel Sherman, I think New York Times, he's on baseball, uh, he's on the MLB Network all the time. One of the saddest things I've seen in a long time was Joel Sherman's kid. Take a look at Joel Sherman's kid sometime and tell me if that is not 
damaged. Something very damaged. Uh, I think it's his son. It might be his daughter. I don't know. Fish hooks, uh, navel piercings, purple hair, barbed, barbed like, like bulbs in the nose. I, I, it's very sad. It's very sad. Um, but you know, I think a lot of big leaguers would probably look at that and say, you know, the same thing as I would. You know, that's product of of poor parenting, and some lack and some hurt exists in that human. A lot of these guys that write about baseball, they think they know all their shit. They're not well-balanced human beings at all. And these women, uh, you know, like Molly Knight, you know, she's a wretched cunt. Um, so I think that baseball doesn't do itself any favors with the people that cover the game. They'd be a lot better off if they had guys who maybe did offer a perspective that was from, you know, represented the other side. That was somebody that was willing to tell the truth on all fronts. Not that there's any of that in media anywhere, but I think that it would do a lot more to merge the relationship in the game between its fans, its on-field product, uh, and just the way they feel about it. Um, and Twitter's just, it's all, it's, it's, it's just, it's crazy. It's like it's, it, it existed for so long in the state it was in that it's, it's been pared down to a group think, think tank of mostly left wing, you know, which anybody that doesn't go along with that group think is never going to accumulate any type of following right which who cares about that that doesn't really matter in life but you know the first time that you step out of line and are like wait 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 Lindsay hill was being you know she was asking for it i mean that's what i saw she was asking for it you know 80 percent of the the group think on twitter that likes baseball that reads all the baseball tweets they'd be all over you and they're not going to back down you know, uh, the minute that you say, you know, the the clot shot has killed hundreds of thousands of people. And it's kills, killing them every day. It's a glorified gas chamber. The min- minute you go into that or, or say, you know, maybe that's why, you know, such and such player or Aaron Rodgers didn't want to take it. They they can't t- they can't handle it. You know, they're not based. None of the writers are based. And that's why those writers are popular is because they appear popular. But there's a whole segment of people that don't agree with them. You know, and I don't think that that I don't think baseball's base, you know, are these outcast nerds who didn't play sports in high school. They're people that for the first time in their life through a pandemic and all the weird daily events that that happen, these manufactured crises, they finally feel a sense of belonging through that, through their online relationships, because they they don't have them in real life. Their identity is their 1,365 followers that they've accumulated on Twitter that all think like them, all agree like them, all give them pats on the back and attaboys. You know, they've never, 
you know, hit a walk-off home run and had their teammates jumping all over them and had a pretty girl in the stands watching them do it. They don't know that feeling. So, you know, what it leads to is is what you see a lot of times online. And I know I'm rambling here, but a lot of times on these, when I get rambling, I'll, I'll end up in a good spot. I'll end up in a real good spot. So, you know, I, I just think, again, when looking at this Bauer story, it's I don't I'm not saying he should be allowed back in baseball or that we need him that badly back in the fraternity of players. Um, you know, was he innocent? Maybe. Uh, was he 100 percent wrong without any uh, shadow of a doubt? Not after what I saw last night and who was interviewing Lindsey Hill in the interview I saw. It wasn't a, it wasn't a baseball writer. No baseball writer will go near this story. Because they would have to admit they're wrong. This was like a political commentary girl on YouTube that got the interview. And I'm surprised Lindsay did the interview. I mean, this girl fucked her up. Good. Uh, it's worth seeing. Let me read the, the interviewer's name here. I'll get that in case anybody wants to hear it. The interviewer's name. It's called News and Why was the name of this show news and why Jordan and Scalise duke it out for speaker taking on Trevor Bauer's accuser new the news and why it matters with Sarah Gonzalez so once you see that Sarah Gonzalez interview on YouTube with Lindsay Hill all innocence feelings you have for, for Lindsay Hill will be uh, completely eradicated so <clears throat> that's uh that's about all I have, I think, for, for today. Um, kicking around ideas, still trying to find a, a couple of next guests that would be interesting to have on and talk to. But, um, you know, I'm going to try and do maybe a daily show or semi-daily show in the off season, And just offer some different perspectives. But... LDS on tap again. I'll run down my picks real quick. So I'm going to take the Houston Astros over the Twins in four. I'm going to take the Rangers over the Orioles in five. I'm going to take the Dodgers in a sweep over the Diamondbacks. And then I'm going to take uh, the Atlanta Braves in four over the Phillies, okay? Uh, we'll recap uh, pretty much all the action we can each night. But uh, enjoy yourself a great, blessed, safe weekend, everybody. Um, my boy's getting home soon, and I promised I'd take him out for a slushy. So enjoy those little things in life. Uh, you know, turn a game on for a young kid if you love baseball. Show him the game. Teach him something. Try to give them an understanding of something. Uh, you know, hey, I saw the the attendance this year. Home attendance for the Cincinnati Reds was up 46% over last year. And, uh, you know, my family was was uh, a part of that. So, you know, definitely, uh, definitely cool to see. They did something right, which is probably calling up that great young core that we'll continue to talk about until next year. All right, everybody, have yourself a wonderful Friday. Thanks for listening to...